It's the TV Soup Podcast on Drink 5 Network. Tonight we've got Better Call Saul, Episode 7, Bingo. Alright Dave, uh, why don't we have a little sip on what we're drinking tonight? Before we dive into the episode. What's that? So why don't we have a little sip of what we're drinking tonight before we dive in. All right. Cheers. Mmm. That looks like a delicious IPA, Dave. It is a delicious IPA by Stone Brewing Company. Literally a delicious IPA. I've had a fun time drinking this particular beer. And uh, I must tell you... um, Although every single time that we have a podcast, we have delicious beers. This is one of the most delicious namesake. You know, it's a delicious, delicious beer. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yes. So I would recommend it to everybody. Excellent. Mm. I too am drinking one of those. I can confirm it is delicious. <laughs> All right. So tonight we've got episode seven of Better Call Saul. Um, a show that I think has been impressing most of the people who've watched it, including the Breaking Bad fans. I don't what, think it's letting down any of the Breaking Bad fans. What's the episode name for this? Uh, so tonight's episode, or last night's episode, was called Bingo, um, in which uh, Jimmy is a bingo caller and totally pandering to the crowd in his Matlock uh, suit and the like, the really old school Price is Right microphone that's like super long. I don't know. I thought it was a good, uh, a good shtick for him to work on. Anyways, uh, you start off the episode, and Jimmy is with Mike, and they're going to return the notepad. And Dave, did you expect anything more complicated than, oh, uh, yeah, we totally were coming over here, and then we just found the notebook in the parking lot. To be honest, totally, I, guys. I expected that they wouldn't give it back. That they would just say we didn't find it. That it wasn't us. What, why would they? Why would they decide that they found it? I, I, it would be more. I don't know. I mean, okay. I think Mike wanted to send a message. Yes, but it depends more. Like, why wouldn't there be a video camera in the room that they are able to, uh, you know, to uh, then go back and see what happened? Yeah, wouldn't there be? Shouldn't there be? Well, I don't know. I mean, I know that in that room... Is there not allowed to be a video camera in that kind of room when you do that kind of stuff? I don't know. I know that at certain times in that very same room, Saul has talked to just his clients, to Nacho, to Mike, in an area that is supposed to be privileged. So they're not allowed to have a video camera in the interrogation room? I don't know. Maybe they're only allowed to turn it on when they're interrogating someone. Maybe they bring a camera in if they're going to interrogate someone. Well, if that's the case, which I I think it is, you must presuppose it is, I I guess, um, then I don't think they had to give it back. I think you're right. I think it was all about Mike. He wanted to send a message to them that said, like, I know what you're doing. I already know what you know. And... Now I know it even more than I previously knew it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's basically in control of what's going on down in on his turf in New Mexico. And the the older detective makes it kind of clear that, hey, man, those guys, 
there's a lot of people who think he had it coming. Yeah, he sits down next to him, and they're like, yeah, you know, we're cool, basically is what happened. They knew each other from previous things. And I bet you anything that that guy, that, that homicide detective, knows that they killed Mike's son. Oh, sure. He, he surmised it at the very least. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and he knows at this point that nothing's going to come of this as long as Mike has sort of uh, figured out the loose ends, as he assumed he has. Uh, yeah, he was at least tipping him off to say, tie up your loose ends. Mike's like, dude, I got this. Yeah, and, and you know, like being a fan of Breaking Bad, that like this probably doesn't end poorly for Mike. It probably... And poorly in his head because he has to deal with all this stuff. I think that he's kind of happy that all of the Philadelphia stuff is finally behind him. Yeah. You know, his son got killed and it was kind of his fault and he took revenge on it and everything kind of went haywire for a while. But he's sort of settled down and, uh, you know, I think that he's going to be able to put it all behind him. And that in as a whole is a positive thing, even though he did lose his son and, you know, he's no longer a cop and all that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, now he's free to just basically harass all the people that are coming and going from the, uh, from, from the court of law. Yeah. So Mike is done with congratulations, Jimmy. Mike. Yes. Like he knows how to handle himself <laughs> among those cops. And that's one of the things that Jimmy says. He's like, those guys are homicide detectives. They know that, you know, they're playing a game. Well, he knew it was Mike's coming. Like, I got it. Right. Right. Mike knows exactly what happened and he knows he shouldn't tell Saul what happened. Um, so he just kind of basically fires Saul as his lawyer. It is kind of fun that we see what happens to Mike and we see how it is from his perspective, but we also see how it is from Jimmy's perspective. Yeah. And so we know that Jimmy doesn't necessarily know any of that information. Jimmy's perspective has really, uh, got me rethinking Breaking Bad and how I thought of him. Of course it is, because they want you to think of him as someone that... I root for him way more than I root for Walt. <sighs> like, I so far, Jimmy's a good guy. Yeah, He's wait. Like, wait. helping old people. The problem is, they can't They can't do, like, a prequel where, like... Where Walt is, like, a, a Walt very is influential just a chemistry, chemistry teacher. teacher. Yeah, he's just like... <laughs> you have a point. Walt was a great guy for a long time. I like, oh. have to remember that. He's what he's really doing is getting those people that didn't understand stoichiometry. He's, he's not always Heisenberg. He's teaching it to them. And I, but you know, that's the thing. You know, Jimmy becomes Saul, Walt becomes Heisenberg. That's interesting. We're see we're gonna see the transformation. I, I was almost thinking that like I wanna see him do something bad so that I can like not feel so bad for him. Well, it's gonna happen. They know they know the people that create this show, obviously. They know that they're they're making you feel good or bad about the situation. They really so, are. So so right now you're feeling good about about Jimmy because he is is dealing well with his brother. He's dealing well with Kim, he's dealing well with his clients. But towards the end of the season, I will be, you know, I will be upset if there isn't some kind of like terrible thing that Jimmy fall from grace Jimmy is involved with or at least could be involved with like as a as a cliffhanger I could totally see it as maybe not something that's ever really known but something that he knows he did that's bad 
Well, we're all expecting it, and it will happen eventually, the longer this show runs. But they could technically, if they wanted to, go a whole season without actually doing anything really bad. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know that they will throughout the first season. So we'll see. But he is, he's totally like, a you know, he's a good brother right now. He's okay. a guy you want to root for. He brings his brother bacon every day. <laughs> Tell me that's not awesome. Yes. All right, so he kind of wants to set his brother up to rejoin, not rejoin society, maybe that's a lofty goal, but like become more productive than hiding under his space blanket. Uh, so, you know, not only does he bring a bunch of files over there to kind of entice him to look through them and work and, you know, just look over it all, but he finds his brother outside for 120 seconds Um because as you well know, there's a 60 kilovolt transformer 200 meters south-southwest of his front yard. Uh, so he has to get acclimated to that, right? Um, anyways, do you think uh, that this is sort of pointing to the fact that maybe the electromagnetism thing isn't real? And maybe Chuck is thinking about that? Well, we already know it's not real based on what happened in the hospital room. He would have been freaking out if the uh, if the nurse or uh, the doctor had like turned something on. Yeah, he would have noticed. Well, she did. Do you think that he's sort of coming around to realizing this? Maybe not quite the thing. No, he. You know exactly what's happening. Uh, you think he, he's getting worse? Or he's going to a realization that everybody hates him, or realizes that uh, in order for him to be taken as a real person, in order for the things he says to be taken as, uh, as as reality, then he needs to also be existing in that same reality. However, it's never going to happen. He thinks himself that maybe one day he could, he could manage to go outside for five minutes. Well, uh, I'm glad that he's thinking that, but it really has nothing to do with his current situation. Being that his current situation is that he's an insane person, that uh, actually doesn't have any kind of affliction uh, to electromagnetism because we already learned that in a previous episode. Do you think he's then trying to like figure out a way to get himself better? Or he's yes, just absolutely. like exploring different depths of his crazy? No, he wants to be better. Okay. But but he doesn't understand that, that he's already insane. Like... You must realize, right, that there is not any way for him to be better. I mean, I'm not in his head. I don't know that. Okay, so so once you are mentally ill like that, to think that like you suddenly have electromagnetism that is is forcing your like it's hand. not an, it's not just an illness that can be cured in a certain way. Have you ever heard of that? I, I don't know. I haven't really looked into it to be honest, but I know that other illnesses you can be cured of. So if it's really just something that's physically affecting you and changing the way that like the chemistry in you is working, Jason, you watched the episode right where the where the nurse turned on the thing while he was laying. Look, in bed. I'm not denying that like there's something wrong with him, but clearly he thinks something's wrong with him. Well, but it's not physical, is what I'm saying. Yes, but it is still like physically represented in his brain. It's somewhere. physiological because he's lying to himself about it. It's represented in his brain. Like something is wrong. He has a with psychological problem. Yeah. And at this point, yes, he has a psychological issue. Right. 
So it's not, it can be corrected according to his own uh, uh, will if he wants it to be. Okay. But but just the fact that it happened means that he's always susceptible to his own uh, craziness because he already is crazy, as has been proven. I suppose. I mean, I'm not a doctor. They would never take him back. Oh, he's, no, no. He wouldn't be a lawyer anymore. He's already crazy. Right. So nothing he does can actually make him go back to the real world. He will always be in his own crazy. He can't go back to his own life, but he could maybe, I don't know, maybe he could realize that the electromagnets aren't actually harming him in some way. <laughs> if he found the Do real you really reason think why that? he thought that. I don't know. He I was mean, outside for two minutes, like, like, like. Standing there with his eyes clenched and like his uh, like pretending to be in. Uh... I like to think that people can like eventually come around to just like seeing reality. I'd like to think that he could get better from it, but you know, I don't know. No, he doesn't get better from this. Something bad happens to him. That's what happens to him. In my opinion, could be. Um. So. Uh, where else we left? So yeah, he leaves all the paperwork behind, and he's like, you know, uh, oh, I, I just don't have any room for this, seriously. And his brother is definitely intrigued, and he looks in the window to see if his brother's like looking at the stuff. Uh, so he wants his brother to do better. Um, so, <clears throat> um, then Jimmy goes with Kim, and he looks at this like awesome new office. And what I'm thinking is that he never was able to afford that. Like, maybe if Kim joined him and he was able to steal some clients from HHM. Yeah, he had thousands of dollars. He had at least $10,000 just sitting in a shoebox. That place was huge. I mean, that might be one month's rent. That's probably like the security deposit for that place. Well, not in Albuquerque. You know what? Maybe it was. Because he certainly didn't have a problem getting like several thousand dollars back to get to put the money back at the end. Maybe there was like some sort of deposit that he had put down that he got back. Anyways. But, but yeah, he obviously wanted her to join him. Right, right. And that was sort of the plan to move into that place and her to be there too. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's not going to work out for him. Um, you know, he's disappointed, but at first he doesn't seem like he's um, as upset as he is uh, later. <clears throat> so <clears throat> then Kim is. Uh, Trying to explain to the Kettlemans that she got them a pretty good deal. And uh, that's when you sort of see the Betsy Kettleman cracking, right? She goes sort of crazy, just insisting over and over again, there is no money. Like, acting as if be- it, if she just insists from the very beginning that there's no money and that they're innocent, that it will make it so. So what does that mean? It's not about her. It's not about the fact that the Kettlemans say there's no money. Obviously, they say there's no money. They're always going to say there's no money. But what does that mean as far as Jimmy is concerned? Is this all a metaphor for something else? Does this mean anything? Or is this just one more plot point in the TV series? I think it's sort of something he's just working through. Do you see it as representing something else? Well, everything in a television series run by someone by Vince Gilligan means something else. Uh, the fact that the Kettlemans are holding this over him kind of means that uh, that that he is 
is just sitting there like uh, exasperated, like can't believe it, trying to to find a way to uh, to get around it. Right. So so he's problem solving. So it means that uh, that that he is. Uh, the the thing that's making all of this happen, the gears that are turning, that are creating the the, the further plot points. But I mean, let's talk about uh, the Kettlemans in general. Like all they have done the entire TV series is just be idiots. They are nothing. Yes. They are nothing but a plot point moving forward. They were idi- they're idiots wearing similar colors. So in almost every scene they're in, they're wearing a similar color shirt. Well, that doesn't matter. No, 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 but Betsy always has like this big, bright, bold shirt that everyone pays attention to, and Craig has this very muted, uh, like, stripy shirt that is just kind of like out of the way and to the side. And they keep stressing that throughout the whole uh, show. Like, he tries to get a cup of coffee and he can't get it. Well, um, it's obvious the people that that are comedy points almost. The people that are very uh, important have uh, very important colors. Uh, they they're doing in the show very, uh, very traditional uh, moves. As they far did that, yeah. They like did that the a bunch movie with... industry, uh, the, the the cinematography industry in general. They did that a lot with Breaking Bad. There was a character that was like always purple. Yeah, so they're doing that here, uh, and that's fine. But it's just so, I hate the Kettlemans. They are so stupid. They add nothing Incredibly. to the show. In fact, the fact that they are like camping in the backyard. <laughs> After stealing like hundreds of thousands of dollars is so stupid. A million, over a million dollars. Yeah, it's retarded. But, you know, they get what's coming to them, right? Well, sure, but... They crawl back to Jimmy and they, you know, they forced him to be the lawyer, right? Um, yeah, but to these people, does that mean anything to you? Like, the like the, the idiots that uh, they get hit by cars, uh, the kettlemans that are stealing money. Why, why is it a theme... Uh, basically if these two people can be a theme of just being like complete idiots that are completely ridiculous during the show um, that are trying to take money from other people that Jimmy is trying to set right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that Jimmy necessarily went into it trying to set it right. Uh, He set it right as a way of... He doesn't go into any of it like that, of course. Right, he set it right going, as a way he's to He's trying later to set it right. Right, right. That was the easiest way for him to get out of it. No, he, he's, he's not trying to do it for his own self. He literally, oh, yeah. he literally could take advantage of those people. You mean like he could have stolen the money? No, it's several points. Like he's in the diner, he's talking to them, he's like, I could take your case, I could make a whole bunch of money, but I'm not going to because I'm going to do the right way. I suppose. Every single time he does the right way. He was trying to help Kim too, which is also something that he wants to do. He's a really nice guy. He is, and that's what I was arguing earlier. You were arguing that he was a nice guy? I'm not arguing, but like I couldn't help but like compare that to the way he's treated in Breaking Bad makes me feel bad for him. Yeah, but you gotta separate that, you know. It's it's, it's I a suppose, different, different but it's, show. It's just later in his life is all. Maybe. So so right now he's he's the guy who's always doing the right thing. Yes. And even if he does take something, he ends up doing it for a good reason right. or So he figures out the way out of it which is to use Mike to steal the money and give it back without the Kettleman's knowing uh so that they're forced to take the deal. Okay. And that's a pretty smart plan. I mean like it makes a lot of sense as a way to get out of it. Um 
So that led to, you know, speaking again about how they're actually making the show, one of the coolest montages that they've had. It was really long. It was like the whole time that Mike was there watching the house and planting the money and uh, getting all, stealing the money and all that good stuff. Sure. Um, I'm amazed that he did that whole uh, thing without being caught. But um, he must be really good at what he does, clearly. Um, so they take the, all of the money and they go to return it. Um, and, I mean... I can't believe, by the way, that uh, that Mike was going to do that for him. Like, to break into someone's house that's the subject of federal investigation. Like, this show has a lot of holes in it. You must, you must agree with me. Look... They probably knew if somebody was watching the house or not. So if they know that nobody's watching the house, they know that if they steal stolen money, that they can't really be charged with any crimes. Okay, so basically you're saying, yes, there's there's holes in the show. It was the perfect crime is what I'm saying. If, if, if they really did steal all that money, they would have been watched 24-7 and they would have seen him... Obviously, doing exactly what he did, which was park in front of the house like an idiot, go right in the house like an idiot, come out of the house like an idiot. No, he was hiding in the backyard all night long and then walked into the house. And they didn't didn't see any of Mike that. wouldn't have parked right in front of the house. He's not as dumb as Nacho. Look, it, it, it is a bad premise. Like, that's a bad premise. So you don't think it's reasonable that Mike could have stolen that money? No, he just walked. He wasn't even trying to be like a good thief. He wasn't even looking for anything. Like they have no alarms, they have no anything. Like, but Saul's been in the place. He knows what's yeah. there. Dude, don't be an apologist about the show. Come on, I like this show, but this is a huge gaping hole. I don't think so. Okay, so I'm just throwing things in. So fill some the hole. guy that just is, is like a, a cop that is upset because there was a death. He's a crooked cop, like who is paying a debt off. Can just walk into a house and steal a whole bunch of money and give it back to a lawyer. He can rob a bunch of okay, and everybody's cop, fine. A crooked cop who owes a debt walks into a house of a couple of idiots and robs them of stolen money. Not like that implausible. There were already cops there because someone was going to break into the house. This is like a couple days later. No one's watching. No, it is only a couple. I, okay, the no one's watching part confuses me, but. Because it's wrong. My point was they would know if someone was watching and they wouldn't have done it. Or they would have done it in a way where the person watching wouldn't have caught them. You're being an apologist about the show. It's it's <sighs> You have to suspend Arguing your dis- Arguing a You have point. to suspend your disbelief. If I suspend my disbelief, that's fine. But this is a huge hole in the show. I don't see it that way. How? That's not being an apologist. How are someone not watching this like federal criminals All right. that, that have that's... already been known to go camping in their backyard? <laughs> that's the hole. And someone else came in and, and broke into the house. But that's... they've posted bail. Complete bullshit. Like, you know. How can you not agree with me? How? Explain to me how it's okay for him to just like walk into a house, take money, and walk away. Look, Mike hid in the backyard and... And that's okay? That's just... You're fine then? Look, if someone was out front, he may have slipped them. Was it the apples? But they would know... (laughs) They would know if somebody was watching, is my point. 
You don't think they would have had people watching the house? I think they should have, but it seems to me like there wasn't, is my point. Obviously there wasn't, but how can you, how how can you possibly, I just don't understand it. It, it means, it means it's bullshit, basically. This show loves to just do whatever the fuck it wants to do. And, and with no, no disregard for complete disregard for any possible like actual logic. Look, I think that you may be like poking like a small hole in it overall. You could just sit in the backyard, go and steal the money and take it out. <laughs> After they're like, uh, like federal, like really, you seriously are okay with that. I guess it didn't bother me. But you now understand that there is an issue there. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I don't know. All right, look. Then maybe what you say towards you need to suspend your disbelief, like, works. I don't know. I mean, I told you the reasons why I think they can uh, get around it in the plot. Look, if, if you're you if we're, if we're trying to be believable buy, here, if you're not gonna buy that, then I can't. Like, I'm not gonna keep arguing it. If we're going to talk about like the believability of the Kettlemans, then you also have to believe in the fact that nothing else is... Uh, well, you have to believe that everything else is the way that it is. The Kettlemans are one-dimensional. I totally agree. So this is all just bullshit, really. I don't think it's just bullshit. Well, then it's explain this show. to me. Explain this to me. It's a good show. The Kettlemans, complete idiots, somehow steal money, and they're all idiots... They Kim even illustrated how big of idiots they were to steal money. That's how they got caught in the first place. And then the the government knows about this, and then the lawyer form knows about this. Everyone and then the knows police that they knows stole about the this. money. And, and then the next day, someone just walks in and takes the money from their house, their house <laughs> that was checked by the federal government, the the local government, like it was all checked, right? How did they not find that? The money they had the money with them when they went camping. Remember. Yes, they went camping. <laughs> the camping charge is such bullshit. And they make light of that in the show. The camping thing is total bullshit. For me to... to but they did have the money with them. Then. For me to 100% love the show, I have to understand how all this happened. Look... Are you one telling of the me things that I brought are you telling up, me that I have to I have to just believe that this is all bullshit? One of the things that I've brought up a couple of times about these shows that I don't like about them is that the cops seem incompetent. I brought that up in multiple episodes. It's more than cops. This is federal. This is legal. This is federal. This is multiple groups of people that don't know they're camping 400 feet from their house. They were like five miles away. It took him all night to walk there. It wasn't 400 feet. They wouldn't go put a helicopter up for federal criminals that stole money. Like, come on, dude. I, I think they would. I mean, maybe not 10 years ago. What was it? The 2002, 13 years ago. Look, I like this show. Here's my problem. This is such complete bullshit on so many levels. How do you, how do you say that's okay? How can you watch this when... When it's obviously so short-sighted. Like, Breaking Bad was not like this. He did a really good job. Vince Gilligan and the other people that were there did a really good job of making sure that you couldn't just put holes in the plot. There were plenty of things that people would poke holes in. 
Yeah, not like this. I don't see this as like a giant hole you're poking into it. Okay. I've stated several reasons why the events could have unfolded the way that they did. I've watched okay. it like three times already. Like, that's the way that I see it happening. I didn't yeah. like listen to the insider podcast. There's probably some insight to why things unfolded, at least from the writer's perspective. Vacation, you know, those kind of things. Vacation. Okay, so so they they floated into their backyard and and no government agencies checked on anything and no one was watching anyone and and this happened. Okay, so what well, happens, look. what happens next? You mean upcoming? Yeah. Well, the money's already been returned. Okay. So they're going to have to take the plea deal. Okay. There's nothing for them left to fight for. Good for them. There's a bunch of charges. They're fucked. As they were always going to be. Because they're idiots. Uh Uh-huh. And that's the end of the Kettlemans. All right. There's no more Kettlemans after this. Okay. I mean, I understand you're mad about the Kettlemans. Except for destroying the entire season. I don't think that happened at all. It was entertaining, and it was an elongated story about Jimmy figuring out what to do. By magically finding them because of Mike at a camping site. And getting money that he then spent on suits. Thus, look... If you don't want to connect all the dots that they're laying out in front of you, you can draw a different picture. That's fine. But, like, if you just follow the numbers for them, I guess you're maybe looking too much into it. Or you're not uh, you're not allowing for uh, certain parties to be incompetent. Well, your opinion. You're insisting everyone is as smart as the smartest characters in the show. And they can't happen in shows. Okay, so uh, so wh- where are we now, in your opinion? Um, look, I don't. I I feel like it's carrying the torch of Breaking Bad very well, and I don't think that it's letting down from its realism. Uh, obviously, you've had a problem with the way that they've been carrying on. But it'll be interesting to look at it at the end of the season when we know as much information as we can to see if they have sort of been cheating, as you say, or if they've, uh, you know, covered their bases and don't have many plot holes. Because I agree, that would detract from a show. A bunch of plot holes. Fucking plot holes. No, I'm asking you, um, very seriously, uh, where, where does this go? So let's say the Kettlemans are all wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, and well, look, and, I watched the next time on, so I know like the couple of brief things that they've shown in the trailer for the next episode. Okay. Do you want me to tell you what they are? I or? haven't. I haven't seen them actually. Okay. Uh, but but, well, I mean, whether you know it or not, I'm yeah. I'm asking you, what do you think will be the next kind of plot point? Uh, look, he's moving on. He's he moves on to something else. Is what I think happens. Like that's. What seems to happen in the trailer. Um, Isn't the season about over? There's three more episodes this season. So we assume that we're going to see a little bit more of Nacho. Uh, yes, based on like the way that he's been uh, credited in the series. And if the Kettlemans are, are going in for their plea bargain, then 
What does Nacho have to do with the season? I have no idea what Nacho's going to do. Nacho can't possibly be interested in stealing the money anymore. It's no longer there. Maybe Nacho gets in trouble and he needs Jimmy to get him out of trouble. Hmm. And, like, I don't know. Maybe Nacho just comes around to collect some money from him because he's pissed still. I mean, I I can only guess that he's still going to be part of it. Uh, God. I Well, I, I, I simply hope uh, for this particular show... That uh, that it becomes something very interesting that pulls on a lot of strings, because I I feel like right now everything is so separate. You know what I mean? I I I mean I see where they're connecting a lot of the dots. Sure, but but every single thing is so separate. I mean, there is not like one continuous thing throughout this season. You could like just set a timeline of what everything is going on. Of course you can. I, but well, yeah, but but you don't have any idea what's going to happen, right? In the last couple episodes, of course not, because everything is so separate that there's not any one continuous strand that you think that will continue to go on towards the end of the episode. Look, I don't know how it's all going to connect in the end. I see several things like connecting as it goes along, but I know that at the end of Breaking Bad, you saw all of those connections. In fact, it was something like only a couple of character of main characters never met each other. Almost everyone had some sort of interaction. So that'll happen here. You'll get closure. You'll get more answers as to what's going on. More, you know, clarification, if you will. Okay. So, you know, Jimmy winds up very frustrated at the end of the episode. Because he's not going to get the nice office... And he wound up out a whole bunch of money that he was sort of counting on as uh, rebooting himself. So he's got the elder law, and that's about it. Um, so he's actually, like, this episode as a whole is actually a setback for him, right? Well, in my opinion, I feel like he's learning that everyone around him is terrible (laughs) and that he could be actually the only one that is doing the things that are for the greater good in his opinion. So it's kind of one of those episodes where you have to decide um, if say you are the, uh, the main character that, uh, that you either have to do good or evil. Interesting. So you think this is kind of a turning point for him? Well, every episode is a turning point for Jimmy. That's what this season is about. That's what the show is about. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's, again, why I feel like I have issues intrinsically with the episodes. Because I feel like they're doing things specifically to make it seem that way. You think they're trying too hard to push that agenda? Yes, I think they're trying too hard. Okay. Um, but, but I still, I still think that at the end of it, uh, you're going to see him sort of like, like being popped into this alternate reality, which is, uh, Saul Goodman. Cause there's no way for him to exist in, in the regular universe. Jimmy's going to keep getting beaten down. Yeah. Which is Jimmy. So he has to like somehow, um, you know, go into 
what happens to uh, how does it happen for for like for Walt. Uh, yeah when he has to fucking kill the guy well basically like for for a moth or whatever when they turn into a, they were a caterpillar and they turn oh. into a butterfly oh when it's a metamorphosis yeah so I, I think there's going to be some kind of like something that he's involved in that's that's longer than this It'll be Kafka-esque. Where he starts off wanting to do the good thing, but then at the end wants to do a bad thing for either his benefit or for the benefit of him and his client. Uh, not Kafka-esque, no. Not, not like turn into a fly kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to be hard for him. And uh, uh, as much as, as I don't want to agree with you, I mean... I, I don't know if this ends up being like totally twisted or if it if it actually ends up being the way that it should be. Because there's always the possibility that they take this to its extreme where he starts off good and, and becomes good at the end. And remains good at the end? Yeah. That's interesting. Like I was saying at the very beginning, not the very beginning, but... Uh, he could find out that at the very end he's Saul Goodman, but then like you know. But he's been good the whole time, and really the 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 one thing that truly corrupts him is his interactions with Walt. That would make him a very tragic character. That he was actually this great guy all along, helping people out and looking out for his brother. And it wasn't until a guy named Walt strolled into his life that it all spiraled downhill, and he wound up as a. Uh, running a Cinnabon named Gene yeah. in Omaha, Nebraska. I don't know. The reason I, I bring up so many things during the episodes is that I want this show to be more than just a prequel. And um, Me I, too. So, so you must at least understand at a, at a very basic level that like, in order for it to be something better than, uh, than just... A prequel it it has to have something of its own right and it currently really doesn't have that for me yeah it's really reflecting breaking bad so far so it it needs that well how about you know like you were just saying what if it winds up that sells good for a long time and by the end of breaking of, of see i'm even screwing it up by the end of better call saul <laughs> he winds up being just a generally good guy that would definitely break from the Breaking Bad mold because then it won't be about a tragic character. It'll be about a good guy. Well, that would be good. That's the kind of thing that I'm looking for, actually. Cool. All right, well, I think that that can, you know, we've about wrapped up the episode, yeah? Sure. All right, cheers. <laughs>